The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Wednesday, January 26th. It is hump day. And uh, we are delighted that you are joining us. Okay, so here's something a little bit different. I am inviting you guys to join a webinar. Yeah, I'm co-hosting a webinar with Brent Weiss. He's a certified financial planner and head honcho, one of the head honchos, I should say, over at Facet Wealth. The webinar is called Your Money in 2022, What's news, what's noise, and what you need to do. We'll put a link to the registration in the show notes, but it's going to be fun and it's going to be, you know, an hour. It's not going to be five hours, okay? The event is going to be tomorrow, January 27th at 12 noon Eastern time. There are limited spots available, so you should register if you can. All right, so check it out. This is the program that tries to take the mystery out of your financial life. We try to make it entertaining, a little bit fun, and we most enjoy hearing from you. And so if you've got a financial question or query at all, all you need to do is to give us a holler. Our website is jillonmoney.com, and all you need to do is click the contact button. On that contact button, you will see there's a little checkbox. I would be willing to come on the program. Check that box off. Come on, come on the show with us. We love to do it. And if you actually have something that's a little bit, I don't know, like more nuanced, I think it's much more helpful if you come on the air with us live. That is what Christina did. She's on the line from Tampa, Florida. All right, you're up, girl. What's on your mind? How can we help you out? Hi, good morning, uh, Jill and Mark. Thank you so much for uh, taking my call. My husband and I are avid fan uh, of your show, uh, mostly me, and uh, he's a fan through my conversations uh, with him. Uh, and so just a quick, I guess, introduction. Uh, uh, my husband and I are both uh, active duty military, uh, currently serving uh, the United States Air Force. Uh, we are both 43 years old. I actually turned 44. Tomorrow. Oh, uh, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> <Happy> <laughs> <Yes>. Early birthday. <laughs> Thank you. We have a 14 year old daughter who's a freshman in high school. My husband and I have been serving the Air Force for about a little over 20 years. I plan to serve for a total of 30 years. I'm currently at 23 years, so seven more years to go. Uh, my husband intends to serve for 27 years. He's currently at 24 uh, years of service right now. 
a lieutenant colonel, 05 uh, in the Air Force, and my husband is a chief master sergeant. Uh, he's an E9. Okay, wait a second. What do these words mean? Hold on a second. Lieutenant colonel. Yes, What ma'am. does that mean? Like, are you a badass? Are you like <laughs> someone's boss? What, explain, I'm, a, yes. I'm a total idiot. Help me out here. Tell me what these rankings mean. Yes. So um, Lieutenant Colonel is an officer in the Air Force. Um, We have different tiers. So I'm a field grade officer. So this is the rank where you're right, you know, kind of a a badass because you are, uh, I am, you know, leading um, squadrons, groups. uh, And then my husband is also in some way a badass because he, that is actually the top rank on the enlisted side. So he's a chief master sergeant. So that's the top rank for enlisted. I think she's higher. I, I, think I she's am. Higher. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I you could you could I could tell you were a badass just from the way you were talking. I was like ready to do whatever you told me to do. Mark, weren't you? We were like, okay, I'm in, whatever. Let's go. Uh, oh yes. My God. So can I just ask dumb questions? Again, I'm sure. a civilian, so I'm gonna ask you, did you always know that you wanted to be in the military? Actually, no. Um, I, I grew up in uh, Alaska and I was looking for ways to pay for, for college. And uh, mm-hmm. so I actually enlisted uh, in the Air Force to try to get the, the GI Bill. And after being enlisted for almost four years, I was able to actually work on my undergraduate degree while active duty in the Air Force. And I applied uh, to get a commission as an officer. So um yeah, so went from enlisted to becoming an officer, and my husband really enjoyed being on the enlisted side, and you know he pursued his his career, and now a, um, a chief master sergeant, a top rank. So I'm really proud of him. That's amazing. Now, first of all, what's your feeling about me saying thank you for serving? Is that a is that lame, or do you like hearing that? Actually, I appreciate it. We we appreciate it. Um, you know what everything that's going on in, in our country, we don't hear it enough. And so I, I appreciate your, your support and your gratitude. Okay. Well, thank you. We do, we do support you. So two things about military, Mark, do you want to explain a little bit about your love of the military and we can keep this part on the air just so you pop in. So talk about your experience with the military and how you've been drawn to it. Are you referring to our, our mutual friend? Yes. Oh, yeah. So Jill and I, uh, when I worked at CBS, Christina, I had a, a colleague of mine. She was a, well, she's still there. She's a correspondent for CBS. And she did a, a lot of coverage overseas, was in Iraq, seemingly all the time, and then in Afghanistan. And then one of, and on one of her embeds in Afghanistan, her vehicle that she was in got hit by an IED and she got wounded very, very badly, wound up losing a leg. When she was at Walter Reed, I used to go down pretty regularly. I would say monthly for a while. I went down to Walter Reed to visit her and just just being around all those wounded warriors and seeing all the positivity in their eyes and just the, the spirit that they had. It's just like, man, oh man, it's hard to ever complain about anything in life when you're around people like that. So there you have it. That's Mark's story. My story is twofold. I had like no experience with anyone in the military in my life. I mean, my dad was like, you know, whatever, when like volunteered, but it was not wartime. And you know, I think that really all he did in the military was like, he learned how to smoke some grass, play poker. They, he was stationed in Texas, went to Mexico. Like it was like fun for him. Like it was just like, he was like, literally like, that was such a fun 18 months. It was great. And then my girlfriend at the time, so this is in the early 2000s, her nephew went to Annapolis and he graduated in 2004, which was like scary time to 
graduate and he went to tank artillery school and then ended up in Afghanistan and died five weeks after he, he was there. It's horrible, like horrible accident, like just unbelievable. And so I really got immersed in the world of like, what is this world? Who are you people? Why are you so brave? Why am I so lame? All those things. And like kind of scary also, by the way, just like how you can make a decision when you're 18 years old, I'm going to Annapolis. And then how your whole life changes as a result. And then, um, and now one of our best friends, her son is in the Air Force, actually, he's like flying drones. And so, you know, I'm worried about him and I admire him. And so when I say that, like, thank you for serving, I could almost cry as I talk to you. But I really, I think that there's a part of this that civilians don't really get. So I think that whatever you're getting from the military, it's probably not enough. And I'm glad they paid for your education. And um, and so now that's our story. Mark, we can leave that in or not. But I just think it's interesting to like remind people that there are very big decisions that people make and that the choices you made as, you know, a kid like, oh, I'm going to, I need some free college actually can mean something pretty dramatic in your life and could be good and could be bad, lots of different pieces. So I'm sure that you're used to that, right, Christina? Yeah, I, I would say to your point, Jill, it really changes you. It changed me um, and my whole perspective uh, in life. You know, I was looking for free money for education and the Air Force has given me so much more um, than what I was looking for. I mean, it's amazing that you say that, like it's given me so much more. It's really, it's it's a beautiful thing, actually. All right. So now let's get back to you guys. So <laughs> what brings you to us? Like, what do you need to know about? Okay. So the reason I called is I've, I've been kind of the person in our family and our marriage responsible for finances and doing our retirement planning. And so we're we're at this point in, in our life where, we're, you know, we're really disciplined and we're working on our wealth, wealth building and accumulation phase. Uh, as I mentioned, I plan to do uh, 30 years uh, in the Air Force. So I'll, I'll be about 50-ish when I retire. Uh, and I, you know, I don't have plan of not, at least not right now, seeking a job post-military. Um, I do have, you know, people in my network who are reaching out in case I, I change my mind and want to do some part-time or full-time consultant work. Uh, my husband plans to uh, pursue his uh, Christian marriage and family counseling practice full-time when he uh, takes off the uniform. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a passion of his and I'm, I'm fully uh, supportive of him uh, doing that. So we'll, we'll bring in some income, but you know, it's, it's not going to be a lot. But when, um, So that's three years from now, you said, right? Yes. He's going to work three more years. You're going to work seven more years. Yes. So two questions. How much mm -hmm. do you earn right now? You, you, Christina. So for myself, um, I did my math and I am making $161,000. Okay. And he's making how much? He is at 124. Okay. So that's a good living between the two of you, right? It is. And, you know, honestly, part of that and which maybe uh, some civilian may not understand is part of our income are actually non-taxable, um, like our housing allowance and our food allowances, uh, non-taxable. So like out of the 161 I make, 36,000 of that is uh, non-taxable. And out of the 124 he makes, 31,000 of that is non-taxable. So it's, you know, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, absolutely. So do you live in military housing housing, or do you own your own dwelling? Actually, we um, we 
own. Uh, we have a, a house uh, that uh, as our primary residence, um, it's it's currently um, uh, worth 360K last time I checked. Um, we owe about 270. Uh, it's just a house we uh, just, we bought like last year. Oh, uh, and then we also have two rentals um, yeah. that, that we own. Uh, one has, um, it's worth 305,000 and a more outstanding mortgage of 120. Mm-hmm. And the other property is worth about 255 and we owe about 130 um, for, for that property. And those are probably cash flowing pretty well. So between the two of them, what's the the real cash flow? Not necessarily what you're putting in your tax returns, but what are you collecting on a, either a monthly or annual basis? Actually, we're doing pretty well on those two properties. So together, um, I'm getting about $1,200. Okay, fantastic. So talk about the way that you guys structure your retirement planning. So when you retire at age 50, what mm-hmm. will your... What will your pension look like? Yes. So I, uh, you know, we have this calculator that we uh, we can use to take a look at our projected uh, pension. And so for mine, when I retire and I'm looking at 2028, I'll actually get 75% of my base pay for doing 30 years. So according to the calculation, it's about 132000 mm-hmm. um, a year. So it's eleven grand a month. Uh, yep. That's before taxes. Right. For my husband, when he retires in 2025, he'll receive almost $67,000 for the year. So about $55,80 a month. If you look at what your needs are, and, and you know, I, I don't need you to be, don't include college because we'll deal with that separately. Mm-hmm. But um, what do you guys really need to live on, do you think? So to live comfortably, like traveling and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I actually calculated for 10 grand a month with today's dollars. Okay. When you're in the military, are you also eligible for social security? Yes. Okay. So first things first, let's pretend in three years he's done and let's pretend he makes no money. Can you live on your $161,000 salary plus uh, the money you receive from the rental? Can you guys basically, that seems like you should be able to do 10 grand a month. Have you run those numbers? Do you feel like pretty close on that? Yes. In fact, you know, it's been, <laughs> I've been convincing him, hey, you can retire now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> okay. So your salary plus the rental, you can float it, which is yes. great. Okay. Yes. Whatever. He's going to make his decision, but you know, you can float that. That's great. At age 50, you retire. You have health benefits for life, don't you? Yes. So uh, we have this TRICARE Select, which is yeah. about like, I think, $400, $500 a year for the premium. Good. What about for your kid, the 14-year-old? Now, what happens for college there? So we actually have a post-9-11 GI Bill um, reserved for her. So it was my GI Bill benefits that I ended up not needing because I went to school while I was on active duty. So um, we have about uh, almost three years of tuition that's going to be covered. And the really nice thing about post 9-11 GI Bill is that they also provide um, two semesters book stipend and also Mm. a monthly housing allowance for my daughter. All right. We also have about uh, $67,000 of five twenty nine dollars for her, which I stopped contributing because I figured I You're think- You're not going to need it. Yeah, I think- I mean, maybe she'll go to grad school, I guess. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what about other money that you have saved? Like what's in your emergency reserve fund? So we have about seventy five k for Great. emergency fund. 
as far as uh, retirement, you know, the Air Force or really the Department of Defense provides us with TSP, which is like Mm -hmm. a 401k. And we're maxing out our annual contribution for that. We currently together, we have uh, about 530,000 for the TSP. Mm -hmm. Um, We're also maxing out our Roth IRA and together we have about 280,000. Um, oh my God, I want to marry you. How do you feel about a polyamorous relationship <laughs> with a lesbian? No. I mean, I'm, Mark, I'm, do you want I'm, in on this or not? You I'm want really, in? I'm really jealous. I'm really selfish. <laughs> <laughs> I can't manage that. I mean, you're in fantastic shape. You're in fantastic shape. I, I mean, I, I can't say that enough. You've done an amazing job of saving. Is the question that you want to understand about like, are you okay? Like you are okay in spades. You're in fantastic shape. You really are. Yeah. I'm like a nervous wreck. I feel like I, I, and I, I hear that a lot on your show. Like I think people have millions of dollars and like, I don't know if I'm okay, but I'm looking at like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I might, I want to have that flexibility, you know, once I take off the uniform, maybe yeah. travel for the next six months and then like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll do some consultant work part time. Maybe you will. Maybe you yeah. go kick someone's ass somewhere yeah. else in the private sector. You yeah. know, the thing is, that's interesting. I just, I was interviewing someone for my book, okay, who is a psychologist. She's actually an old high school friend of mine because I, um, I'm writing this other book. My question to her was, you know, psychologically, often I will talk to people and I will show them numbers and hear their stories and be like, you're fine. What's up? And she said, you know, sometimes people, it doesn't really matter that there is something else that is going on sort of behind the scenes in their heads. And so, like you said, you're a nervous wreck. And when I hear that, I wonder, well, okay, what's the fear? What is the fear here that like, I'm going to retire and I'm 50. And is the fear that like, I don't know what to do with myself or is the fear more like, what if something bad happens? Like, what is it that we can work through with you? I think for me, it's more, you know, just having a second opinion. And, you know, of course, this is probably not the place to, you know, have the psychological part of it. But like growing up and seeing my parents like struggle over the years and, you know, in some ways, Mm -hmm. they're still a little bit struggling, right, where I'm having to help out every once in a while. I think Mm -hmm. it's it's that, right? And just making sure that my husband and I are both okay, my daughter's okay, you know, it's it's that. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I get it. I mean, Let's think about like all the different things that are going on here that are positives, okay? So number one, you're going to have income that will cover your needs basically, right? Because between the two of you, you will have $200,000 a year in pre-tax pension, okay? So you just told me, even if you tax the heck out of it, and you know, listen, you're you're living in a low tax environment in Florida, right? So even if at two hundred thousand, you pay your taxes that are due, even if tax rates rise, you are going to net beyond the need of ten thousand dollars a month. So that's just just in your pensions, does not include Social Security, right? What else could happen that would be bad? Um, I guess that what like bad could be like, uh, you know, like I don't make it to age 50. I won't get as much. Even then, because you have money saved in your thrift savings plan, because you have money saved in your Roth, you're in really good shape. And you have money that is 
in the 529 that could cover, you know, if the military is covering three years of tuition and a couple of semesters or, you know, or of books and, and expenses and living expenses, like you, you have more than enough money. I don't see a, a scenario where something really bad happens. Maybe you say to me, well, you know, I hate these rental properties. I'm so annoyed. I don't want to take care of them anymore. You can sell them. You got plenty of equity. You can just add that to the pile. So I don't even see a situation where if we, and I am very much into plan B, I really am like, what could go wrong? So maybe I would have been good in the military, except for my very major lack of respect for authority. But besides that, I think it would have been great. But I think that if you look at your downside, I don't see the downside. Mark, is there some downside scenario that I have not contemplated? I don't think so either. I think that you are in really good shape, really good shape. Yeah. And Mark says you deserve 100% to be in this place because of everything you've given. Yeah. I, and, I, and I appreciate that. Uh, honestly, that's part of the reason why I you know, wasn't really pursuing a, a post-military career. It's just I've spent a lot of time deployed more than my husband, actually. And so I just, I want to be home. I want to be more available to, for my daughter who, okay, she'll be in college at the time. Maybe she wouldn't want to spend more time with me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand that. <laughs> wait, just wait, right? <laughs> but actually, I think once they get to college, it does get a little bit better. The whole like teenage girl thing is a little flummoxing <laughs> in the universe. But I noticed that with my sister's daughters, they seem to have come back around quite significantly as they, you know, round the corner of 21. So that's, I think your timing is perfect. Through the military, I know they uh, make you do your estate planning, but have you, have you done any updates to that? Yes, uh, we actually, um, we have existing wills and uh, POAs, our power of attorneys, and um, we're actually uh, have an appointment to make a few tweaks uh, at the end of the month. Okay. Great. I mean, look, even if you had to keep throwing your family some money on the side, you got plenty of money to do it. I think you're in great shape. Okay. Mark wants to know, what is your favorite overseas posting? So we were actually, uh, we lived in Germany for three years. My daughter mm. was actually born in Germany uh, at Ramstein, about an hour uh, outside of Frankfurt, maybe a little more. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's, you know, it's such a beautiful place. Um, and so we've really explored uh, Europe. But I think one of my favorite places right now is um, Portugal and uh, the Algarve, like, area. It's just, you know, the beach is there, but it's not super crowded. And it's mm. just, it's just a drive to, to Spain, you know, not too far out. So it's just so much to explore. That's cool. That's great. Uh, what's the worst place? The worst place, believe it or not, I'm not yeah. a huge fan of Paris. What? I'm not. Oh my God. Mark is going to have a, like a nervous <laughs> breakdown right now. It's his favorite city in the world. I heard you guys talk about it on your podcast about Emily in Paris. Yeah, yeah. And I'm cracking up because it's like they always show the, the good parts, right? But I'm a huge, I'm an avid runner. I'm a marathoner. And so I remember just running around downtown Paris and it's just, it stinks. It's dirty. You know, I'm like, how come they never show this part, you know? <laughs> mm. And so meanwhile, I thought she was going to be like, well, I'll tell you, in the Middle East, I was in, you know, but no, Paris. That well, is a great shocker. You know, I guess because we're talking about Europe, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, Africa has 
uh, I was in Djibouti, uh, which mm. is the Horn of Africa. Mm. Uh, so that was um, not a good place. No, <laughs> no, it's a little scary. Yes, that's a little far away from Cape Town, where I was in Africa. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's not a touristy spot. <laughs> no. Um, all right, Christina, what's? Do you want to just kick our asses? What's the? Give me a command. Oh my goodness! I like. I what do you say to people who are like da da da? Like you know, like play the part on the movie. Who's playing Christine in the part? And let's do it. I don't know what to say because, like, like, we don't. What do you? What do you mean? Like, do you not have like do something like boot campy? You could always say lock it up. Like lock it up. Ooh, chill. Nice. <laughs> Lock it up. What does that mean? Lock it up. Exactly. Lock it up. Basically, like if you're in formation with uh, your your team mm-hmm. and you're messing around, lock it up. Just get in attention. Get focused. Lock it up. Okay. Wait a second. Let's do it again. Ready? Um, I'm I'm futzing around. I'm this, that, and the other thing. Now, give it to me. Jill, lock it up. Mark, I'm so scared. <laughs> I'll do whatever she tells me to do right now. Christina, <laughs> thank you for serving. Thank your husband for serving. You are a delight. We Thank are you so, much. so grateful that you are uh, took the time and, you know, go keep our country safe for God's sakes and um, keep doing what you're doing. You're on track. Let us know if there's anything else we can do. All right. There's nobody out there that probably has the exact same kind of situation as Christina. But you know what? We all have different financial circumstances. And I would love to hear more from you guys. If you like, if you have someone in the military, you want to have like some ideas. A lot of people who are in the military are career transitioners. They're really trying to figure out how to go to the next thing. It's almost like the financial independence next endeavor, because a lot of these people know I've got the base of a pension. I could do something else. It's probably not as big as Christina's, but you're not as badass as Christina's. So it's okay. We'd love to help you out. So anyone has a, a question, just go to the website, jillonmoney.com. While you're on the website, you can sign up for the free weekly newsletter. You can subscribe to our other broadcast called Eye on Money. And you can always, always, always check out the resources section. So let us know if you've got a resource that you think we should add there. Again, the contact button is on every single page, jillonmoney.com. Okay, put your hands metaphorically on someone's back and say a little quick prayer for Christina and everyone in the armed forces who is working their butts off and trying to protect us. Okay, thank you very much. We like that. Grit, growth, grace. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 